Hey guys, we skipped another week because life has been so hectic lately, but we're finally settled. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you've been watching the video versions of the podcast, then you know that every single, almost every single episode has been an every single episode has been a different background because James and I have just been bouncing around all over the place. But we're finally here for a month in San Diego. We're back in San Diego. If you guys didn't know, we've been in Mexico for the past at least two months and then we were in Colorado and then we were in Hawaii so we actually haven't really been in San Diego for a long time which is where we met and where I'm originally from and where we used to live anyways we're back right now we are staying in a friend's house which is the background so today's episode is going to be ask Angelina essentially is what I'm calling it basically a little advice column if you will I posted on my Instagram on my personal Instagram as well as the podcast Instagram so if you don't follow them highly recommend because that's where I have all the podcast updates and basically all of the information that you need to know. It's really fun. And also my personal Instagram, if you guys don't follow me there already, you should, because it's fun. Sorry, I just took an Excedrin because I have kind of a migraine. I get migraines a lot, so that's why I'm a little low energy and I feel like I'm kind of talking quiet, but maybe I'm not. Anyways, today's episode is going to be the, fir the very first Ask Angelina episode. And I asked you guys to leave me questions or topics that you want my advice on or my opinion on, and that's what we're going to do. But almost all of the ones that you guys sent me were specifically about relationships, and so I think that this specific Ask Angelina episode is just going to be relationship advice. Okay, so the first question was basically asking for tips to get over a breakup, and I'm I feel like a lot of this is going to sound a bit cliche, but... For me, and it's difficult in the moment to think of these things, you're gonna grieve, you're gonna be sad, you're gonna be emotional, and those are normal. The best thing to do whenever something, you know, bad or something not great or something, you know, like a breakup happens is to not try to fight the emotions that come with it because the more you do that, the more you're suppressing and the worse it's going to feel later on don't try to suppress it or hold it in it's best to just grieve accept it be sad it's okay to be sad you're going to be sad that's normal cry have a girl's night watch a movie i don't know you need to feel the feelings and kind of ride the wave of emotions that comes with situations like that in order to better get over it the worst thing that you can do is try to pretend like everything's fine when it's not. If you have friends or family or just people to talk to, that's always great. It's always best to be, you know, with people sometimes to just kind of talk it out, vent, or even to distract yourself for a little bit if that helps. Don't distract yourself forever, right? You have to actually accept it and acknowledge it. I remember when I, it wasn't, I, I can't even call it a breakup, but it was basically a breakup my high school boyfriend I would say my very first actually serious relationship was in high school we lost our virginity together it was yeah I would say it was like a pretty serious relationship in terms of a high school relationship but he was a grade older than me and so once he graduated high school he was going off to college and I was obviously staying in high school and he was going to a different state he was going to Oregon so we knew obviously it was inevitable like we weren't going to try to stay together we weren't going to try to do long distance i don't even think we ever 
even talked about that. I didn't want to do, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole, if you're still in high school and someone's in college, I feel like sometimes it works out, but I don't know. It just wasn't really something that we thought we were going to be able to do. So we didn't really like break up, break up, but it was, you know, we had to, we did, but it wasn't like he broke up with me. I broke up with him. It was just kind of, we acknowledged the fact that we were going to have to separate, but honestly, I was heartbroken for a week. I just cried every single night but after that it just got easier and I got over it and I think the reason why it was easier was because I just allowed myself to be sad I was depressed for like a week and then it got better and then it was fine so you just kind of have to go through that and it does suck and it's really hard and it's if you've never experienced it before I don't really know how to describe it but heartbreak is painful like almost physically painful and so you, you can't fight it. You have to just work through it. But I think for me, something that, something that I just love to remind myself whenever something, again, quote unquote, bad happens, is that everything happens for a reason. And this is my strong belief, is that even a bad situation can be a good one if you know how to look at it. And if you look at it in a positive light, like, okay, what is this situation teaching me? What can I gain from this situation? Why, you know, if everything happens for a reason, there's a reason to this. This person broke up with me or we broke up because we weren't right for each other. And now when one door is closing, another one opens. This person wasn't right for me. If they broke up with me, then that means why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you anyways? You know, it is a really hard truth to accept if somebody does break up with you. But you have to look at it like, okay, this person simply was not right for me. And I will never be able to find that person that is, or I will never be able to, you know, explore other people if I'm just with this person who isn't even the right person for me. So you can look at it as an opportunity. This door is closing, a new one is open up. There's more opportunities now that await me. And as cliche as it sounds, I genuinely think the best thing to do after a breakup is focus on yourself. And I know that that's what everybody says, but relationships are great right I'm in one right now I'm in a long-term one I've been in one for like four years now relationships are great but they do require a lot of time and energy and when you aren't in one anymore and you're single that time and energy can now be focused on yourself and again I know it sounds cliche but honestly work on yourself it's such a good time to focus on your career, your goals, your aspirations, your health and wellness, your physical physical well-being, your mental health, all of the things that maybe you weren't really able to do or you didn't have enough time to do. Now you're out of a relationship. Not that you can't do those things when you're in a relationship, but you do have more time and energy to do that. You can now take that to focus on yourself more. Go have a glow up if that's what you want to do. Whatever it is that you have to do, do that. It's also a very positive distraction not that you should distract yourself entirely but obviously instead of just thinking about this person and stalking their Instagram trying to think of who they're talking to now or making yourself jealous or upset or angry use that energy by focusing on yourself because if you're going to use that energy in any way right you're upset so if you're upset you're either going to eat a bunch of food, scroll on that person's Instagram, be upset, cry, which again, I said crying's fine, but you don't want it to last too long, right? You don't want to just dwell on this feeling. You can instead take that energy and use it positively. Go ham in the gym. Go P 
PR in the gym, go run five miles. I don't know, go train for a marathon, go backpacking, go traveling. Traveling's great. Again, like I said, don't confuse this with suppressing your emotions. You still want to feel them. But if it's months later and you're still, you know, thinking about this person every waking second, that's kind of a problem. You should be, again, using that time more productively. Another thing, and that a lot of people do, and myself kind of included, honestly, is don't immediately seek out other people and immediately jump into the dating pool again. You are emotionally fragile at this time. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You want to focus on yourself. Now that you're single, you don't need to just immediately latch on to somebody else. By all means, explore other people at some point, but I would say give yourself at least some time to get over this person. Even if you've convinced yourself that you are, it's you might not be, right? It might be subconsciously, you might still be. Give yourself some time and then wait it out and see how you feel, but give yourself some time to focus on yourself before you start jumping from person to person immediately. Just not a great idea. We all know the phrase, what do you call that? Oh, a rebound, oh my God. You know, a rebound. That's not what you want. Focus on yourself. Um, I would say also, as well as focusing on yourself, focus on friendships, your female friendships, because I do think that a lot of the time when you're in a relationship, obviously you can still maintain friendships when you're in a relationship, but like I said, the relationship is going to use up a lot of time and energy, so you can use that time and energy now that maybe you didn't have enough time to hang out with your friends as much because you're always with your boyfriend or your partner, and now you can hang out with the girlies, have a little girls' night. So the next question is, someone was asking, when do you think it's the right time to say I love you? Like, when do you say I love you? They said that they feel things very quickly, and but they don't know if, you know, it will scare someone away if they say it right away, or they don't know when is the right time, how do you know when it's the right time? I think this is a complicated question because everybody's different. There's a lot of couples where it takes them a long time to be able to say that or actually feel that. I think a lot of people focus too much on on this. I feel like they focus too much on when is the right time when it should kind of just be more about, first of all, you need to ask yourself, how do you know that you love this person and what does love mean to you? Do you just get butterflies in your stomach and that's it and you're like, oh, I must love them? I feel like you kind of need to sit down and ask yourself, what is love? (laughs) I know it's a deep question, but like, do you genuinely love this person? Like, or are you just think you just think that you do? Once you kind of get that out of the way and you're like, okay, yes, I genuinely, genuinely love this person. You got it all figured out. You really, really feel that you do. I feel like the best case scenario is to just speak your mind. You never want to start off in a relationship suppressing your feelings, I think, because in my opinion, I think being honest and open is always the best, even if they don't say it back, which would suck, but wouldn't be the end of the world because at least now they know how you feel. And if they don't feel the same way, you can kind of use it as an opportunity to be like, okay, if they don't reciprocate those feelings, then what am I doing here? Or then you know, if they do, then you guys are on the right page, on the same page. But yeah, I feel like it's not really something you should be too concerned about, to be honest. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's saying the words I love you 
obviously love is a very meaningful thing it is a very significant thing I'm not trying to say that it's not but I feel like people focus so much on saying I love you and there's so much pressure on it that it becomes this thing right where if you truly love someone why can't you just tell them why does there have to be a time frame when you have to I mean if you're saying it on the second date that might be a little scary because it's like well you don't really love that person you can't love someone unless you actually know them right I don't think you can know someone after two days after even like a week or a month <laughs> that's why I'm saying you need to ask yourself what is actually like what is love to you because if you're saying it that early on then it probably isn't love because how can you love someone if you don't truly know them yet you know what I'm saying so there is maybe a time where when it is too early uh, I guess when you know you know also which is why it's up to the individual but again I just personally don't think you can love someone after two days because you really haven't seen them at their worst and their best at that point you know and I you don't really know a person yet until you have but again if it's something that you genuinely feel I don't think that you should avoid saying it just because you feel like it's not the right time I think that if you really feel something and you've actually thought about it and you're like, yeah, I genuinely love this person and I want to tell them and I want them to know that, then just tell them. It can be a little scary because we're all scared of rejection. We're scared of expressing ourselves fully sometimes. It's vulnerable, but I honestly think it's best case scenario is to just be honest and then your relationship starts off by being honest and honesty. Honesty is a great foundation <laughs> to build a relationship on. And also just open communication. I'm like the biggest advocate for open communication in a relationship I think that's the number one key and actually speaking on that the next question or the next advice thing um, someone was asking advice for maintaining a healthy relationship and how we deal with hardships so for those of you who don't know I'm in a relationship we've been together about four years his name is James a lot of you already know him <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I would say that we have a pretty healthy relationship Every couple obviously struggles. It's not like we never have arguments or anything. But I would say that we have a very steady relationship. Like we really don't have a tumultuous, up and down, crazy relationship. We've really never had any crazy fights where we're like screaming at each other. We, we don't raise our voices. We're very, I would say we're both individually very laid back people, which helps. We don't really yell and freak out very often we're both pretty level-headed pretty laid-back so that does help but everyone has different communication styles everyone has different love languages everyone has different wants and needs so of course we have our disagreements we have our occasional arguments but I think that we have a pretty good way of dealing with them because again like we never have any crazy fights because even when we do have a disagreement we can handle it maturely so I'm gonna say it again, communication. And communication doesn't just mean speaking your feelings, telling someone your feelings. It's a lot more deep than that. I think that you really need to understand every person's communication style because again, like I said, everyone's different. Everyone communicates differently. Your partner did not grow up the same way that you did. Your partner does not have all of the same things as you do. They're just their own individual person, right? So you have to kind of understand their communication style and obviously the more that you know them the longer you've been with them the more you get to know that um so yeah communicate let the person know how you're feeling 
it can be really easy for people to kind of suppress their feelings in a relationship because they are afraid of having a fight or afraid of conflict. I am very, I hate conflict. So a lot of the time I do try to avoid it. But sometimes that avoidance can lead to kind of this built up resentment and then that kind of results in a bigger thing than it needs to be. Whereas if you were just communicating openly and honestly about how you feel all the time, then it wouldn't really lead to that as much. I think another thing is that a lot of times when couples have arguments or disagreements, people tend to become defensive right off the bat. And I think that that's a problem because when you're defensive, you're closed off to understanding where the other person is coming from and you're, under, you're, you're closed off to acknowledging that you might be in the wrong, that maybe there is something that you did that maybe you're at fault for. A lot of people just take things too personally, get defensive, and that just results in a bigger thing again. This is where communication comes in because part of communication isn't just communicating, it's also listening. You are listening is just a big is just as big a part of communicating as actually speaking is, right? Someone is talking, but are you actually listening to what they're saying? Because if you're not, then we're not gonna get anywhere. So listening is a very important skill, and I don't think a lot of people, well, I'm not saying a lot of people, but I think that that's where a lot of issues lie, is that somebody will be expressing their feelings or their frustrations, and the other person will not actually fully listen to it. And then no change happens, no growth happens, and then there's resentment, and then that that results in an argument, a fight, a breakup, whatever it is. So I think you you need to be able to acknowledge when you're in the wrong. Don't obviously apologize for everything, right? Because you might not be. You can you can defend yourself when it's app- applicable. If you actually need to defend yourself and you feel like you actually are being attacked and maybe that person has it wrong, that's fine. Fight for yourself. Always stand up for yourself if you need to. But if you but you need to actually listen first before you can come to that conclusion. Because if what that person's saying is actually the truth, you need to be able to acknowledge that hmm, maybe I did kind of screw up here, you know? And that's good because when you can acknowledge that and accept it, then you can apologize for it and then you can make the changes that you need to make and then you can move forward. It really, really sucks when you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have the listening skill because it just doesn't work. Both parties need to be able to listen and able to communicate because if one of them isn't, things get a little messed up you know um i think on top of that also just understanding your partner's needs and wants because again we're individual people everybody wants and needs different things and also understanding their love language their communication style everyone's different um everybody needs different things in order to feel safe and secure and happy and comforted i think for me, like I'll give you an example. I think this is a big thing with women and male relationships um, is when women express a problem or a frustration in their life, not exactly to do with the relationship, but you know, just something that they're kind of venting about. A lot of the times the guys will try to give a, a solution to the problem, which is nice, but a lot of the time that other person is just seeking comfort and validation 
and that's me a lot of the time James is a Virgo okay so he loves giving his own advice even if it's unsolicited <laughs> he loves he loves giving a good solution he likes fixing a problem but a lot of the time I don't I don't actually want that I just want someone to listen and be like oh yeah that sucks and like validate why I'm feeling frustrated so that's a thing everyone you know understanding what everybody wants and needs that's good you can kind of what the longer you're with someone the more like you will understand okay this person I know that when they're upset maybe I maybe the best course of action isn't to right away give them my advice maybe the best thing is to just be a listening ear give them a shoulder to cry on and leave it at that for now and when they ask for advice that I can give them advice James are you listening <laughs> no I'm just kidding we've talked about this it's okay he's learning he's trying his best um and then I think on top of that is give each other space. There are a lot of couples that could use this advice because I think there are a lot of couples that become way too codependent on each other. I mean, I've noticed myself sometimes, especially when James and I were traveling, we became codependent in a lot of ways because we didn't really have any other friends or people were in like a foreign place where you don't know anyone. And, you know, that that's normal, I think. But you don't want to become too codependent on each other. You want to be your own individual person with your own goals and aspirations that the other person can support you with, but you're not fully, fully dependent on each other, right? Like you can still go off and do your own thing. You guys both have your own social lives outside of each other, your own friends, your own things going on. I think that's very, very important. And I think that's a very big red flag in a relationship is when those people like don't have a life outside of each other. I don't think it's good. I think individuality, solitude, alone time, just having your own space are very important things. And James and I both love our own space and love having time apart from each other because we like spending time with ourselves and with our friends. And I think that's very healthy and it's very good to have that. Okay, guys, I saved the best question for last. And that is, what are my opinions and thoughts on having children? I actually have an entire episode all about this because you guys know this podcast is about being in your 20s and I think that having children when I feel like when you get into your 20s that's often the age when people at least start thinking about having kids some people are having kids but I feel like at least that's when it actually becomes like okay do I want them or do I not and I do have a lot to say on this and that's why I want to do a full separate episode but I'm just going to give you guys kind of my rundown and my thoughts <laughs> but trust me there's a lot more so there will be a full episode on this coming out because I feel like there needs to be I think that having children and also getting married although it's not as extreme as having children is something that is so socially acceptable and is such the norm that people do it without a second guess people have children without even thinking about it and I mean, a lot of people do accidentally. People accidentally have kids all the time. I was an accident, although my parents already had two kids, but I was not planned. I was a little surprise, an accident day. But I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people grow up just knowing that they want to have children. There's never a doubt in their mind that they want to have children. I feel like there's so many people that are like, I was born for this. This is all I want in my life. That's fine if you are, if that is you. But... I think that can be a little bit dangerous because I don't think everybody is ready to have children. In fact, I would say most people that have children aren't necessarily ready. 
and this might be a controversial opinion because everyone has reproductive rights. Well, in the United States, that's debatable for women. Whatever. I don't want to get heated right now. (laughs) But we all have essentially the rights to reproduce, if you know what I mean. And I don't think that should ever be taken away. But I just think that people do not put a lot of thought into it when they should. And a lot of us are the offspring and the result of parents who weren't ready (laughs) mentally, financially, physically, were not ready to have children and they had them. That's why a lot of us got to have therapy and are taking antidepressants. Okay? It's the, it's, the, it's the hard truth. A lot of us have childhood trauma. I actually had a great I actually had a great childhood. But, you know, there were still some things that I don't know. I don't know. I just think that a lot of us would be much better off if our parents had really, really thought about it before they had them, before they had us, or anybody. So if you're thinking about having children, even if you're 100% sure, I'm not trying to convince you not to. I would never do that. I'm trying to have you think about it a little deeper because I feel like having a baby and raising a child to a lot of people is just, yeah, that's what you do. It's normal, it's easy, it's chill, it's fun, it's great but they don't think about the fact that you are literally creating a whole human being, a whole soul, a whole person who's going to be an adult one day. A lot of people don't even think about it. They're just like, oh, I just want a little cute baby to dress in cute clothes and I want it to be a baseball star or something. I don't know. People love to project their own you know, things onto their kids. And I think a lot of people have children because they're selfish. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean. But I think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people have to kill kids because they're selfish. I think a lot of people have, I think the reason a lot of people want children is a selfish reason. A lot of people try to argue, if you tell them you don't want to have kids, they try to say, well, who's gonna take care of you when you're older? It's like, are you just having children so that you can have caretakers when you're older? Because that sounds a little selfish to me. And also, you don't know if that kid's actually going to want to do that. I am under the impression that you can raise your kids however you want, for the most part. Well, that's not necessarily true. I think you can definitely raise a child to be a good person, but at the end of the day, once they become an adult, they can do whatever they want. And that's a little scary. You're raising a human being, and one day they're gonna be an adult, and an adult can do some scary things. They can do some dangerous things. People are dangerous. And you could technically create one of those. So you gotta think about it long and hard. Sorry, I feel like this is kind of negative. I'm not trying to be. I think having kids can be great. I think there's definitely pros. And I haven't really told you guys my if, I'm, if I want to yet. And the reason is because I don't know. Right now, if I had to give you an answer, I would say I don't want them because 
I can't really think of a reason why. And every day I go on the internet and I just have more and more, like there are more and more reasons why I wouldn't want them. For one, giving birth. I think that if I didn't have to be the one to give birth, when I know there's adoption too, obviously, uh, which I'm not opposed to. But giving birth is one big reason why I, it just seems not fun. It doesn't sound great. In fact, nothing about it sounds great to me. Um, breastfeeding also sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I don't want this to come off like shaming motherhood at all because it's a beautiful thing. And I've obviously never been a mother, so I can't really speak on it. I'm just saying, based on what I've heard and <laughs> read sounds terrifying and I was also telling James the other day I was like I feel like whenever I see families out in public the parents always look exasperated and they look like they want to die <laughs> if I'm being quite honest with you they never really seem to be having a great time their kids are like screaming running around throwing things in public and they're just like "Ugh, why did I do this and I know that's not always the case I know that a lot of people who have children are very happy that they had children and really love it. Obviously, it's not going to be easy all the time. There's going to be struggles. But I think that right now I'm a very selfish person in terms of my time and energy. I cannot imagine having another human being that I have to take care of right now, aside from myself. Like, you have to be so willing to give up so much time and energy and money when you have a, chi when you have a child. They become more important than yourself. And I'm not willing to have that right now. Or maybe ever. I haven't, I don't really know. As of, as of now, it's no. There are times when I do think that having kids would be cool. More about showing them the world. Like there's so much cool things to show them. I would love to raise them within with nature and like surrounded by animals, by the beach. I would love that more than anything, you know, like that vibe sounds fun, but I'm not currently, I'm not, I'm not mentally, financially, emotionally ready for that right now. And I think that that's good because a lot of people aren't and they have kids anyways. And then they still, you know, they still work it out. I'm not saying you have to be rich to have kids, obviously, but you still want to be able to give them what they what they need and provide for them at least for me i've always said i, I don't want to have kids until i have you know a significant amount of money under my belt first because i'd like to give them a really great life not that you can't have a great life if you don't have money but you know what i mean i think just i just think a lot of people don't ask themselves enough questions before they have kids they don't ask themselves why do i actually want to have kids how do i actually want to raise them what are the values i want to give them and if you're raising your kids with a partner oh my gosh you need to make sure that that person is actually who you want to be raising your children and that is a whole other ball game and you want to make sure that your values align when it comes to having children and you have the right you know the same the same you have the same visualization about how you want to raise your kids because if you don't that's a big thing to have a conflict over because they're people they're literally living human beings you know and i just think a lot of people just have children because it sounds fun and great and their little babies are cute or whatever 
and that's not a good good enough reason to literally create a whole offspring in my opinion i don't know i haven't come to a conclusion yet um james wants to have children i think (laughs) james wants to have children and so that's a whole debacle at the moment we're not gonna have kids anytime soon obviously but i don't even know if i want to yet and so (laughs) we have to figure that out one way or another I wouldn't have children just because the person I'm with wants to, but I'm also not completely off the fence about it. I'm definitely, you know, I could be swayed, and I don't, not be swayed, but I could, I could go either way at this point, but as of now, I'm leaning more towards no. I think that children are very cool and interesting and entertaining, but they can also be very loud and messy, and that's fine. They're children, as they should be. I was loud and messy, obviously, but there's just a whole lot of things to think about. There's so much that goes into raising a child, and I just think people forget about it, or they just, I don't know, they're just like, oh, I wonder how cute my kids will be, this person. Let me have them with this person. I don't know. It's just crazy. I think another thing to think about is, because I see a lot of people, I don't know. There's a lot of families where they have children and their kids kind of dictate their lives, you know what I mean? Where they're like, oh, we can't go traveling because we have children, or we can't go out to dinner, we can't go to parties anymore because we have kids. There's a lot of families that don't do that, which I think is cool. I think that you shouldn't let your kids dictate your life. I think that you should just keep living your life and your kids get to come along for the ride. Or I don't know. Everyone does their own thing differently. But I think it's annoying when people say oh yeah like it's so easy having children we can just go traveling like we still take our kids everywhere that's great that you can do that but there are a lot of families that have children with mental or physical disabilities or ailments that can't do that I don't know so I think that that's a whole other thing to think about is your child could have something like that some sort of disability that requires even more attention than a normal child sorry not a normal than another child that doesn't have disabilities would need and it's a it's a realistic possibility I really hope nobody calls me ableist because that's not what I'm trying to say I'm just saying it's real it's reality there are people who have children who need 24 7 care you know for the rest of their lives and that's just the truth but you never know you could have you could be in that situation too and you have to be fully prepared and willing for that to be the case if you're gonna have children and also kids just cost a lot of money they cost a lot of money if you have a child they and they go to college or even if they don't go to college You have to house them, you might have to buy them a car, you gotta pay their bills up until a certain point. And that's a whole other thing to think about. And I think the other thing is that you never know how they're gonna turn out. (laughs) And I know that sounds horrible because I think the way that you raise them is definitely going to have an impact on them, either negatively or positively. But at the end of the day, once they become a full-fledged human, they have free will as we all do and they can make up their own decisions and they might make not good ones and I think the last thing which is very dark but is very true is you could have a child and they could pass away 
And of course, that would be horrible and you would never want that to happen, but it happens all the time. And I am someone who does not handle grief well. And I already fear for people I love in my life to die. <laughs> like, it's literally a thought that consumes me a lot. Uh, maybe I do need to go to therapy. But I'm scared of people in my life dying. Very scared. And I can't even imagine... I mean, I'm scared of my rabbit dying. Like, I literally had, like, anxiety the other day about it. When my... my when my past rabbit, not my current rabbit, my past rabbit died, I, like, I still cry about him. That was, like, two, a year and a half ago, and I think about it all the time, and I cry all the time about it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So I don't even know how I would possibly even handle having a child and them passing away, and I know that's, like, a dark thought to have, but it really does scare me, because I, I don't even know what I would do. That would be quite literally the worst thing that could possibly happen and once you have a child that that possibility isn't a possibility until you have a kid you know what I mean so I almost feel like not having a child is like protecting myself from any future grief I may or may not have to handle because I don't think I would be able to but at the same time I wouldn't want to be a helicopter parent where I'm freaked out that my child's just gonna randomly die all the time that would not be fun I want to be a chill parent it's just something to think about. It's something to think long and hard about, and I'm still thinking long and hard, and I think that's good. I think it's a good thing that I'm really, really going over all of the different scenarios and all of the different reasons and pros and cons, because when I do, if I do decide to have children, I want to be 100 million percent sure that I do want to have children, and I want to be 100 million times ready to have a child, because I don't want to bring a human being into this world if I'm not ready and I if I if I'm not 100% sure because I just feel like that's not fair to the kid for for one and it's not fair to myself it's just not it's not something to joke around I feel like people make it this lighthearted thing like Ooh, like having a baby it's like do you know what that means like have you fully acknowledged what it means to literally you're like inventing a whole person that's crazy it's honestly mind-blowing to me when I think about it also I also just have anxiety about being pregnant because I, the thought of like a, another creature being inside of me and attached to me really freaks me out. It gives me anxiety. I feel like I'd have panic attacks all the time if I was pregnant. I've also heard when you get, like when you're really, really pregnant, like about to have a baby basically, um, that sometimes it's hard to take a deep breath because the baby's pushing on literally all of your organs including your lungs your rib cage i'm getting anxiety right now thinking about it um and i already have so much anxiety around breathing and like not being able to breathe and the thought ugh, the thought of of just being like you're stuck you it's in you it's attached to you you can't just take it out and what are you supposed to do if you can't take a deep breath I think I'd freak out. I don't actually know how I'm, how, I don't know how I'd do it if I could actually handle being pregnant. I don't think I can handle breastfeeding either. I think I would cry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I see TikToks all the time of just horrible birth stories and just horrible things happening to your body and like how much your body changes when you get pregnant. And not, most of it doesn't sound fun, very fun 
doesn't sound that great. So TBD on whether or not I want to have children. Oh, you guys, I totally forgot about my other point about having children. Obviously, the elephant in the room is kind of the ethics of it, <laughs> which I know sounds crazy, but like for real, we have lots of people on this planet and not a whole lot of room. And our planet's low-key dying. Actually, not low-key. It's like kind of dying because because of us. We're little parasites on the earth and having a baby is just making more of that problem. As you know, as hard of a truth as it is or unpopular opinion as it is or hot take, whatever you want to call it. There are a lot of people on this earth and they are really wreaking havoc on the planet and the earth is dying because of it and one human being produces a lot of waste and a lot of just not good stuff to the earth and so I feel like having children is kind of like an ethical dilemma honestly because I think about it all the time also I don't know about the future of the world it scares me I would have loved to have children and been able to raise them in a world without the internet but now the internet exists and you can't avoid it and that's scary because I grew up in a world pretty much without the internet when I was little like I remember not having a cell phone I remember I mean like I remember having tv and a computer like a family computer but I didn't have an iPad or an iPhone when I was a kid, I literally spent my entire childhood outside in my backyard collecting bugs and making mud pies and playing outside. And having kids in this technologically advanced world scares me because the internet is honestly a terrifying place. And you can only protect them from so much, you know? The world is a scary place and the internet is terrifying and you are bringing a person into a world that is a little iffy at the moment and the future is a little unstable but I guess you could say that at any point in the world at any point in life but I don't know it is something to think about I think and I think that a lot of people don't and it's kind of scary how people just freely have children without really taking into taking everything into consideration in my opinion that's my opinion anyways it, I'm not saying you're a terrible person if you want to have a kid anyway I hope nobody thought that I think that having kids can be a really cool thing and if you it's something that you genuinely genuinely want to do and you really thought about it and thought it through and you're fully ready then by all means have a little baby if you want to anyways that is the end of the very first ask angelina episode let me know if you guys liked it sorry that i'm a little low energy today like i said actually my migraine went away i just took my excedrin and it went away while i was talking i just noticed um but yeah, I'm just kind of tired. It's sort of late in the afternoon. This is kind of the time where I get a little sleepy. So sorry that I'm a little low energy. Hopefully you guys like this episode though. I wasn't planning on it being all relationship advice, but those were just most of the questions that people were asking. So maybe the next Ask Angelina episode will be different questions. Like maybe, maybe I'll try to make them like around a certain topic. Maybe that would be better if I'm like, ooh, next time ask me your advice on career or money or something I don't know that'd be kind of fun if I actually like made it a topic so this one's basically all relationship except children even though the children topic is kind of relates to a relationship I feel like most people that have kids are normally in a relationship at the time you have to have a kid with someone right 
I guess you don't. If you're a, a woman, you could just... Can't you do that? You can just get sperm and have a baby by yourself? I don't know. You can, right? Is that... You can do whatever the hell you want, I think, right? That's legal. <laughs> I don't even know. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Please give me a five-star review if you want to, but also I'm begging you. I'm literally begging you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Give me a five-star review if you want to. Let me know what you thought. If you are watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave a little comment what your hot take is from this episode, what your favorite thing is. I don't know. Leave some sort of comment. No one ever comments on my... No one ever really watches my YouTube ones, but anyways, I make them anyways. Um, and also follow me. Follow the podcast Instagram. Follow the podcast TikTok. And also follow me on Instagram. There's lots of things to follow. I've just been taking over social media with everything. I don't know. I have so many accounts. It's wild. I just keep making new accounts. I like have a weird random niche idea. I'm like, oh, let me just make a Instagram for this. It's kind of unhinged, honestly. Anyways, thank you so much for listening and I'll be here next Monday. Bye.